What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Uh, yeah, healthy, live, safe. Uh, uh-huh. Watched a bit of the RNC last night. Yeah, how was um, it? I, I haven't watched it yet. How was it? I watched, well, the, the main parts that I watched was um, uh, Pence speak, which uh, Pence, you know, you know, they, they kind of usually paint Pence as kind of like this nice, um, soft kind of a guy, you know? He came pretty strong. He he was fairly strong this time. And Trump's speech was good. Now, the problem I had with it is it didn't really come off as really as strong as I would have liked um, towards the the writers. I, I wanted I wanted more. Uh, frankly, I wanted to hear we're sending in the uh, National Guard and enacting the Insurrection, Insurrection Act. But that didn't happen. He said... Um, mm-hmm. Look, these these mayors and governors, they have to ask for our help before we can go in and do anything, which traditionally that's the case. But when it's insurrection like this, I think uh, asking, I think, aren't they? Yes. Yes. So uh, there are I'm wanting to say they put they sent like 200 at first and law enforcement was asking for 500. And um, I believe they've sent in more, so progressively more. So it's kind of a huh. they've, they've lowballed it and, and are increasing how much they sent. But question, yeah, it's stabilized has, a bit, I think. Has New York asked for any? No, as far as I know, New York and California and Seattle, you know, Portland, maybe Seattle, they, they asked nah, for any. Nah, nah. Now, nah, technically, Chicago? Uh, Chicago sort of asked for it, but they're not. No, Chicago says they don't need any help right now. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, yeah, they, they got I mean, it. all they, the citizens well, they just, fleeing and they yeah. pulled their bridges up. Yeah, I just kind of figured maybe yeah, they might yeah. need some well, help, you know, yeah. driving stolen I mean, you know, Audis pulling, through storefronts and, you know. Yeah, yeah no. Wait, raising the bridges, that, that solved the problem. That, that, that fixed right. it. They're, they're not right. having okay. any more problems now. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for asking, though. Yeah. Today's the big day. Yeah, the... Um, the big reveal, yeah? Is that what you're referencing there? Yeah, the big reveal. But I, I meant today's a big day on we're going to be talking about some technology, like some authoritarian technology. We're, we're going to be talking about some oh. proper authoritarian technology. And mm-hmm, it's going to be mm-hmm. that's going to be fun, isn't it? Oh, man, that's going to be fun. I mean, I, I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to that one uh, and, yeah. and to just giving everything I have uh, over to uh a bunch of unelected fascists, to be fair, because that's what they are. I mean, but it's it's for my safety, yeah. It's for my safety. It's for your safety mm. too. Yes, yes, yes. Our new our new uh, overlords. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so today, all right. Apart from that, we got that coming up later on this afternoon. But today, today is the big day. When I say the big day, this is what I initially meant. I was just kind of veering off on the other thing to give a little preview of what we we're going to be doing this afternoon. But today's the big day. And what do we mean by today? Well, Elon Musk is about to show off his Neuralink. Now, tomorrow, tomorrow, we're, we're going to wait. We're going to talk a little bit about it now, but we're going to wait. We want to watch the presentation because I'm sure it's going to be out there. I'm sure it's going to be on YouTube. We're going to watch the presentation and then we're going to talk implants tomorrow. We're going to talk uh, some of this tech, how it's going to be integrated tomorrow. Uh, and to be fair, 
whatever we don't cover today, Bruce, in, in a lot of the technology stuff, maybe we can work it in tomorrow because I can see that sinister plan capitalizing even more so from this kind of technology uh, if it's used improperly. So I think we could also um, we could also tie in some of that, but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But nonetheless, he's about to show this off. And he's saying that uh, his V2 update is going to, quote, blow our minds. So it shows promise, right? He's, he's going to do a live demo today. And this is going to be this is going to be big if he gets it right. Don't you think? Yeah. So if this is OK, so not knowing fully what this is, um, what this is intended for. Right. If this is just Neuralink that he's showing off or if this is going to be the entirety of Neuralink and um, also uh, mind link. If it's both of those, that's human machine interfacing. If it's just Neuralink, my understanding is Neuralink is just the medical side of it. And this is to curb things like, like what we've talked about before. Yes. This um, is Neuralink. Seizures, this, Parkinson's, you know, that, that this sort is, of thing. Yeah. This is just Neuralink. That's all this is. Okay. So this will be the medical side of things. And this will probably be, I'm hesitating on speculation of what, what it's going to be, but some of the things they've said that they're trying to do with it is um, restoring uh, basically nerve function and also uh stopping things like seizures and and you know epileptic seizures that you know all that all, all the different types of things that correlate to the brain that causes any any kind of um um seizures or or shakes you know anything like that musk has also come out and uh this is his actual quote this might play into uh what you're talking about but uh just to go over kind of what this is right Neuralink is a device that's it's basically it's a little computer chip and it's meant to be uh stitched uh by (laughs) by a sewing machine like robot into the brain on a network of super fine electrode studded wires it is supposed to pick up on signals in the brain and then translate them into motor controls many in the field Imagine using these neural interfaces to control things like a prosthetic limb or perhaps to interact with our gadgets. Musk, apparently, he's got some of these bolder ideas. He described Neuralink's project overall as, quote, helping to achieve symbiosis with artificial intelligence. Does that answer your question? Okay, so that's the long-term goal. And that's one of the... Okay, so that idea is actually one that I think we've touched on before. That's one of the theorized saving graces, if you will, between humans and AI. One of the fears with AI, which we've talked about, is AI destroying us, right? Uh, you, you creating an AI until it be the best, you know, at producing some product, whatever the product is, you know, making socks, for example, be the best sock maker. Well, if you let it go and it gets access to the Internet and all the information and, you know, it, it's able to interact with the Internet, you know, send and receive its potential is pretty limitless. I'm only like it has access to everything we know, essentially, uh, by going online. And the the kind of detriment that could be done to the human race unintentionally, right? It, I mean, the it's it's machine learning and everything. It's trying to be the best sock maker it can be. So it's it at the destruction of the human race. It it could try to be the the best sock maker it can be. So if we have a symbio a symbiotic relationship between the AI and the and the human, it's I mean potentially that would combat some of that. You would have. A, a human monitoring the interaction that the AI is doing and vice versa. The AI would be able to better understand humans and the interaction with the world. And it would be less inclined to, uh, 
annihilate the human race because it's it's a part of them, if you will, and vice versa. The funny thing is, and I didn't know about any of these other things, and I, I've heard you mention one of these before, one of these companies before. There's the founder of Braintree, Brian Johnson. Mm-hmm. He's been working for years on a similar startup called Kernel, which you talked about Kernel last week. Paradromics has begun work on a medical facing neural interface, building at a scale that is 10 times what Neuralink is doing, apparently. Mark Zuckerberg, you know, the Facebook guy, he's also mm-hmm. invested in brain computer interfaces. Facebook's developer conference in 2017, the company demonstrated a technology that would supposedly allow people to, quote, hear with their skin. And last year, Facebook acquired the startup uh, Control Labs, which is building a non-invasive neural interface. Here's a question. OK, with the way that technology is changing, with the way it's always changing now, I mean, look what we do with smartphones, right? We have to get a new smartphone every 18 to 24 months, usually, right? Sometimes you can get a little bit more life out of them. I mean, I got six and a half years out of my last phone, and I think I got four mm-hmm. years out of the uh, my, my iPhone before that, my second gen iPhone before that. But or I think it was my third gen iPhone. I can't remember. But how difficult do you think it's going to be to upgrade this stuff? I mean, you're talking about threads that are going up into the brain. Now, you're going to have to have those removed at some point because you're going to want an upgrade, right? Mate, well, not necessarily. The The threads themselves would be the, the contact points. Those, I don't know how much more upgrading those will have materials and what, unless they create a, a completely new material as it stands, we we pretty much know what materials have the best conductivity and you know size, strength, you know all those things. So I'm not really sure there'll be any upgrades there. Rather quick, um, eventually there might be. But the thing is, is if we keep going down this road and keep having these different types of upgrades and new technologies and stuff, it's going to be easier and easier to re- replace components, parts, whatever, uh, on your body. Uh, so the, the augments that you get, it'll be easy to replace your organic parts with synthetic parts. And the, the, the further down this road we go, the easier it's going to, it's going to become to replace parts. So yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I really don't like in a sense. I don't like the thought of this. The more we talk about it and, you know, when you get it, like I see the good sides of it because we have the real shot here to cure disabilities and, and things like that. I see the mm-hmm. medical side of it. I'm 100 percent on board with it. I'm not on board with the other part. Of it. It's like, can, can we just like, can we can we not like can we not have our cake and eat it, too? Does that make sense? Can, can we can we just like take the good part of it and, and leave the rest of it away? I mean, uh, hmm. I don't know. That would require an authoritarian government telling you what you can and can't do. Well, we're going to talk about that later on today. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, can you imagine? Okay, the only reason I'm I'm saying this is because can you imagine this kind of technology in the hands of those sick control freaks that they're that are trying to grab a hold of everything now? I mean, yeah, it's just uh, I, I just. I just do not. I do not like this. I do not like this. Uh, and we're you getting into a communism. very. Oh, com- yeah. Communism is going to be a. a yeah. Hell, that's going to be a, a Sunday afternoon stroll through the park with flowers and, and cookies compared yeah. to this. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, this would make the perfect society. So they would tell you because you would have every single person monitored all their interactions, everything you see here, say all that. It'll all be tracked everything you do. And if anyone does anything wrong, it will instantly be caught by an artificial intelligence and the repercussions will be instantly done or, or taken care of. Uh-huh. So, you know, it'll, it'll, this, this will be a boon for society. This will, this will curb crime. This will, uh, engender, um, health and safety. And yeah, I, I, I don't like it. I, I like a little bit of danger, you know, 
I, I don't want to live in a what's the I'm trying to think of the right word. I, I don't want to live in I don't want to say a bubble because that's what's being used with this COVID crap. I, I want to say a bubble, but I, I don't want to live in a padded room in a straight jacket because that's what this is. That's not how I want to live. I, I want to live. It's not, it's I, not I don't, free will. It's not free will. There's no free will at all. None. No. Free will. So if you think you have free will, all right, free will assumes that you have the option to do wrong. If you do not have the option or ability to do wrong, even if there's consequences or not, the consequences are irrelevant. If you don't have the ability to do wrong, you no longer have free will. So uh, let's jump over to cashless stores. Amazon's been experimenting with this. Didn't you? Uh, did you find something on this? So they're, they're going to be yeah. doing, uh, cashierless things all over the place. So you just walk in. Of course, I can see these. I can see these COVID monitors at each one of these stores now, right? Yeah, it works. Yeah, that that's kind of where this is uh, this is coming from. There's there's stores and gas stations that are starting to do this. It, it may this could very well become honestly. This looks like a futuristic. Uh, the the future examples we've seen in like sci-fi movies, sci-fi video games, books, you know, all that kind of stuff. It, it's kind of this is this is the future, or or at least this is this is what they talk about in the future. To where there's there's a, a, a kiosk or a, or a small store that has product there and you just go in and grab it and are, are able to pay for it quickly. And this is kind of this is kind of the thing. We've got companies that are that are picking this uh, um, picking up this idea. You've got a, a new self-serve Dunkin store. You're able to get your donuts love, and coffee. Love Dunkin. Man. Yeah. I, they have amazing yeah. Boston creams. Well, there you go. I mean, you could. And theoretically, you could uh, automate the entire process of, of manufacturing them. All you would need is a human to restock. There you go. You, you don't even have to have anyone at the front desk or, you know, forward facing public and then just have these systems completely safe and secure. You don't have to worry about, uh, you know, um, yeah, I, I don't know. This this completely removes. Let's see here. There's also talking about stadiums that are doing it. Um, Circle K, which uh, I believe is a gas station operator. Uh, this Arizona, Delaware, I believe. Uh, let's see here. Uh, they're talking about doing a similar payment method as Amazon Go. They're saying both Shop Anywhere and Amazon Go are powered by a series of cameras that are kitted with computer vision and artificial intelligence. Now, granted, the artificial intelligence is very limited. This is essentially it would be it would be easier to say an algorithm than it would be really to say artificial intelligence it's not like something you would see from one of the marvel movies um god what's a jarvis it's not something like that i I remember these things popping up like 10 years ago like test things and by that i mean uh, and i know i don't know if you've ever seen one of these things you've probably seen them in like news articles and stuff ipod vending machines Mm -hmm. used to see them Mm -hmm. all over the place then smartphone vending machines and stuff like that i used to see them all over back in the day. And that's what it was. It was a shop, right? It was a, it was a shop that you could just walk up to, put your card in, scan your ID, whatever it was, and you get the item. That's what it was. I mean, vending machines, that's all they that's all they're doing here. They're glorifying walk-in vending machines. Yeah. Uh, that's basically the, the, that's the concept is this is just a vending machine. And as far as like if you're wanting to make this I'm, I'm going to use the word dystopian world to where everything's condensed and in a small like if you're going to go down the road of having a 250 square foot home, right? And that's your living space. Then stores are going to have to go down the same road. You're if you're going to condense and pack things in as tightly as possible, 
then you're going to have to have these little kiosks and and whatnot to to buy products. It doesn't allow that, for honestly, social distancing, be, Bruce. Um, you know, if they do the whole vaccine and everything and start going down that road, you won't have to worry about it because you'll be vaccinated for it. Or you'll have some kind of uh, new right, technology right. that'll that'll help you some like nanites or something. It says here that MasterCard is working with White Castle. Yeah. Do you guys have White Castles down there? Uh, not this far south. No. OK. White Castle, right? The on a cash free drive through idea. You need to register with the restaurant first and keep your credit card on file. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? If MasterCard is working on that, MasterCard has PayPass. I remember going through like Tim Hortons. I know you probably have Tim Hortons down there. Yeah. I remember I remember going through Tim Hortons years ago and they would have the PayPass reader on the outside of the window. So you pull up through the drive through, hold your card out the window. It reads it contactless. Boom, it's done. Why would you work on a cash free drive through idea where you need to register and keep your credit card on file? Just use your PayPass system. PayPass is everywhere now. Have you noticed that? It's all over the place. Every it place I shop at now is contactless. They, Everything I, I shop well, at now is contactless. It just popped up. Honestly, yeah, but we see it with the uh, the streaming services. They want their own because if they use someone else's, there's a transaction fee. Right, but it, it doesn't matter. Like the readers themselves use the PayPass technology, right? The RFID system. So mm-hmm. you can walk up to the thing and you can scan any card. I have two RFID uh, credit cards. I have a Visa and I have a MasterCard and it will like the readers don't care. And, and I'm sorry. And I have a, uh, a bank debit card. So I got three cards that are all they all have the chips. in. You can't get rid of them. You can't get rid of them. Right. I called yeah, the, a, the financial institution. Yeah, I, I called the financial institution. I said, I don't want this thing. I, I don't want this. And they said, well, those are the only cards we have. So unless you want to get rid of your cards, I mean, yeah, which I, I don't. So uh, <laughs> Apart from dumping the cards, you have to take what they issue if you want to keep your credit cards. So it doesn't matter. The readers. Yeah, the readers themselves. I mean, I don't think it matters. It used to be exclusively MasterCard pay pass, but it's not anymore. Now it's designed to just read any card. Yeah, honestly, this is going to be the future. This is um, and I don't mean that as a well, Yeah, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be great. This is it's the future, whether we want it or not. This is this is what's coming. This is what the elite, what the um, higher ups think we need. They they this is what they think is best for society. So they're going to bring it about. You know, I'm tired of referring to them as the elite because they're not elites. They might be elite when it comes to wealth, uh, but that's all they're that's oh, about all they're, they're the elite. sarcastically. Yeah, it's uh, they they are not elite. Those are those are bums. That's what they are. They're they're bums. They're losers. They're authoritarians. They're weak, pathetic degenerates. That's all they are. All any authoritarian is they rule by fear because they're weak. That's what they are. That's what they do. They throw chicken feed down at the public and and think that okay, this is what you can get from me because I'm all high and mighty up here. You know something. I'll say this about tyrants and authoritarians as Americans, and I'm not disrespecting anyone that's not American, but as Americans, it's our God given duty to put authoritarians of every creed out of business. Right. We are not non-essential. They are non-essential under us. That's what America is all about. I'm not going to get too serious this morning. Sorry. But yeah. Anyway, um, governance from bottom up. Yes. Yes. Not not from the top down. When it's top down, we don't like that. And we respond Mm -mm. very, very um, clearly when it comes to that. And that's that's all an anomaly, though. We are an anomaly. We are uh, we're an exception. Right. And when I say we're an exception, that doesn't mean that I'm I'm trying to be um, condescending here. We're an exception as in we emerged and the American Revolution was never supposed to like we were never supposed to win, but we did. And as a result, 
our ideas uh, kind of just reshape the world. And now they're trying to re-engineer that. That's what it all comes down to is we created the system where it allowed freedom to exist. It allowed it to exist. If you look at a lot of the European constitutions, right, the Germans, the French, and a lot of the other um, Northern European countries, they sound awful familiar. Gee, I wonder why. I wonder why. To point out something real quick, our constitution says a more perfect Right. This is this is a more perfect. It's not perfect. It's more perfect. And they're trying to regress us back to the system we revolted against. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, let's uh, let's let's finish off the last few minutes here. Uh, Japan's created a flying car, haven't they? And it actually works. Yeah. Yeah. I. So I remember seeing something about this here in the U.S. Like there was a there was a guy that tried to do this in the U.S. and the car worked. Um, the problem was is. well, litigation. I mean, if there was, if one of those were to fail or something was to happen, uh, the company would essentially go bust. Uh, uh, it, it really isn't safe enough to to do in the U.S. Honestly, it, the the first hold my beer would pretty much destroy the company. You know, so <laughs> I don't know, man. This uh, uh, look. I mean, I've always I've always thought you know maybe we could kind of get these flying cars thing to work, but okay. In order for us to make a flying car what we know is what would be a flying car, it would have to be the hover technology, wouldn't it? That's what I'm I'm, I'm holding out for that kind of a flying car. All the ones that we're producing so far are rotary based. Yeah, that's not it's really. A, it, 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 it's like a large scale, um, the the copter drone things. Yeah, it doesn't seem very, uh, I mean, it's it, like quadcopters. It just doesn't seem very. Yeah, quadcopters. Uh, yeah. It, it doesn't seem very future-esque to me. Like that, that doesn't. Uh, I mean, I, I'm well, looking at I mean, something like the Fifth Element kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right, right. That that's what I that's what I want to see. But I mean, technically, if you were to take one of those back a hundred years ago, they would be flabbergasted. So, I oh mean, yeah, sure. It sure. is technically advanced, but it's not it's not what science fiction envisions. Though you know, we, we aren't quite the, on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched a thing on uh, the the opening ceremony of the Olympics back in like the 80s or something. I think it was like 80. I want to say it was like 1985. And, you know, they had people coming into the, the Olympic torch lighting stadium on jetpacks. What the hell happened to those? <laughs> we did that back in the 80s. It's like, we're, where are we today? We don't have that stuff today. Uh, well, it, it boils down to safety concerns again. So, but wow. yeah. I guess we all live in bubble societies now, which I hate that term. Yeah. But anyway, we are out of time this morning, so we are going to have to go. Uh, but thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Today, we're going to be talking about the... Uh, <laughs> I want to, I want to say uh, I'll use the term that the kid used the other night. Today we're going to be talking about the digital dark age. All right, that's what we're going to be talking about. So uh, we're going to give you a little bit of a preview of that, and we're going to tell you exactly where we find all that information. So be sure to check us out later on this afternoon, and I hope everyone has a great morning.